The best, the best EDM tunes in one hour mix. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Grafted and Messiah. Tonight is November 3rd, 2022. We got a great show for you. Stick around. We got a part two of our first message called The Occult. What is it? Right here on Grafted and Messiah. Keep it locked. Amen. That is a pure heart by Sarah 
Lieberman. That is her latest uh, court. Uh, let me see. A pure heart. And that one is amazing. It's called Right Hand of the Lord. One of my favorite songs from this album. This was going back 2018. It's not new, but it's still a powerful, powerful song in Hebrew. Amen. Welcome to the show. Gil Burgos here from Grafted and Messiah. You're going to be able to hear songs just like that and more on our new radio page, which is on Live 365. Download the app. It's free on Apple or Google Play. You can download it and put it on your phone. Walk around. Hear some great music, great shows, shows like this. This podcast is also being played uh, periodically. It just pops up because I have it on autoplay. If you want to hear the podcast, you can go to Podomatic or go to my website, www.graftedandmessiah.org. And there, just click on the podcast section on top of the menu and you'll be able to hear the podcast and subscribe. And you'll be notified when the next podcast comes out. It's also on Spreaker and it's also on Spotify, if you want to hear that, if you got two of those, or even Apple Music, it's, it's listen, it's everywhere. I'm putting this thing global all over the place and many digital platforms. Amen. I'm trying to stomp the devil's head big time here. All right, we're going to pick up where we left off. We were talking about the occult. We did part one from GodQuestions.org, and I left off a portion here of scripture that we were looking at, and I was looking at... First Timothy 4.1, if you're joining us, go back to part one of this uh, series. It's called The Occult. And I left off with First Timothy 4.1, which says, Now the Spirit expressively says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to defeat deceitful, you can say defeatful, deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. And I was mentioning... In the other podcast, part one of this message, how I saw something online on Facebook of people being unbaptized by uh, some kind of organization that calls themselves, uh, let me see, I have it right in front of me, the Satanic Temple, the Satanic Temple. And in the video, you'll see a guy with a mask, and he's pretty much anointing people with an upside-down cross, and there's a lady right beside him with a weird get-up with a mask on as well. I think this was happening on Halloween, I believe. And again, it says, The second temple is before performing unbaptisms. After, they, after an upside-down cross is drawn on their forehead, they chant, Hail Satan. And here you have a mixture of both, young and old, just coming up to the booth here. I don't know where this is recorded where this happened, but you got people, I'm just watching the video now as I'm speaking to you and I'm seeing people just uh, filming it and it looks like it's a booth in a, come on, some kind of market or something like they had, I don't know, some kind of seminar going on and they decided to do this and it's a short video, it's not long, but it's enough to get the point across and you can see it on my Facebook page if you're interested and see that and pray for these people who are so misled and misguided by what they see and people just going along with this thing is fun thing is a game you think hey it's you think it's innocent nothing's gonna happen to me but you just open up a whole new ball game you just open up the doors to the enemy to come in your life and destroy you you know the bible says the enemy is just looking looking for an opportunity to just come into your life and take you out 
And a lot of these people that were doing this, don't be surprised if they, their life starts going backwards from this point on. They pretty much say, Satan, I'm on your side. And why would you want to do that? Why would you be on his side? He's trying to kill you. He's trying to steal from you. He's trying to destroy you. So why would you hail somebody that's trying to do all that to you? Makes absolutely no sense. But people nowadays, they are so deluded, so misguided, so lost, in darkness, think it's a joke. Halloween is just for fun. We just do it, just play around. Little do they know what they're messing with and when they are celebrating, even Christians, this stupid, I don't even want to say holiday, but this, this whatever you want to call it, this evening, and I'm not here to get into Halloween. We just had that just a few days ago. I'm not going to give any place to the devil with that. I'm not going to discuss it. You people been hearing about the dangers and all the pluses and minuses. There are no pluses. All the things that they say, well, what plus? A person gets candy? A kid gets candy? That's not a plus. They were lacing kids up candy the other day. I was watching on the news. They were lacing candy and uh, all kinds of stuff. They're trying to kill kids, people nowadays. They don't even care anymore. It used to be, yeah, just go knock on doors, you know. But I found interesting the other day when I was driving around, there was not that many people in the street, not that many kids like it was. I think this thing is not as being as popular. I think the kids don't really want to, they're not really interested that, interest into that as much as uh, we think they are. More Kids are more into other stuff like whatever they see online, like uh, TikTok. They want to make mo uh, videos and they want to play with their Xbox. And they have no social life. It's sad. They, they don't want to play with their friends. They're so isolated. They're them within themselves. They want to be to themselves. They want to uh, play with their own imagination. They don't want to socialize in the, even at the table when they eat dinner. They just want to close themselves. They think everybody's against them. They, everybody's the enemy. They just want to focus on their phone. And those online friends that they think they're friends, they're not friends. And, and they're just acquaintances. And if you want to call it that, that's being generous, generous with the statement. They're not even acquaintances, especially people online. They're not your friends. So stop thinking, oh, I got 5,000 Facebook friends. You don't even know these people. If you were walking down the street, they wouldn't even know who you were or are. So let's not go there. Anyway, this is not about Facebook. Let's get back to what we were discussing, the occult. So I'm going to pick up where we left off from our first broadcast. It says here in the article, how are we to recognize the occult and those who promote it? The incident involving Paul and Barnabas in the early days of the church is a good place to start. They traveled through the whole island until they came to Paphos. Uh, then they met a Jewish sorcerer and a false prophet named Bar-Jesus who was an attendant of the proconsul Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elimus, or Elimus, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimus and said, you are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery, and you will never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord. And that is from Acts chapter 13, verses 6 through 10. Notice, if you will, how Paul confronts this individual. He doesn't go along with him. He doesn't try to make him feel better. 
he doesn't say, well, one day maybe he'll get it right. No. He cuts to the chase. He says, you, you are a child of the devil and the enemy of everything that's right. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and start calling people devils, but you can confront them with the truth of the word of God and say, listen, not for nothing, but what you're doing is not right, it's not of God, it's not biblical. What you're doing is of the enemy. And they want to take it any further. That's when you say, well, listen, the Bible says this, and the Bible says that, and the Bible can call, could also be calling you this and calling you that. I'm not calling you that. I'm not saying you're a devil, but even Jesus said people, they had devils. <laughs> they had demons. And that's what we are looking at today. People who are filled with the spirit of darkness, and they operate in that spirit of darkness. They don't will operate in any good spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. They operate under that spirit, the spirit of this world. Because the Bible says that the enemy, the devil, is the god of this world. So that who they operate under. That's who they represent. Exactly. Just like the people you see or, see or are going to see in the video, in my Facebook page. Check it out. Go to Facebook.com, Pastor Gilbergos, and you'll see it. Moving right along. It says in this account, we see several character characteristics of those involved in the occult. They are false prophets, as we see in verse 6, who deny the basic doctrines of Christianity, which is the deed of Christ, the fall of man into sin, heaven, hell, salvation, and the atoning work of Christ on the cross. Second, they seek to influence other people, particularly those in positions of power, to turn them from the faith, verses 6 and 7. And third, they do everything in their power to keep the true gospel of Christ from being spread, opposing his ministers at every turn, verse 8, when the truth of the gospel is cultivated, watered down, flatly rejected, Satan and his demons rejoice. Just like, let me just stop there, just like in Halloween, Satan and his demons rejoice when Christians walk around with costumes, when Christians have parties in the sake, on this, all in the name of Halloween. They call it something else. They dress up just like everyone dresses up. They're not maybe dressing up like gooks and goblins and witches and Dracula and Frankenstein and everything else that looks weird, but they are dressing up. That is representing the enemy and his practice because that day is his day. And even Anton LaVey, I guess he was one of the founding members and founding founders of the Church of Satan, says, I'm glad, and I'm just paraphrasing, he says, I'm glad that Christians at least one day of the year celebrate Halloween. <laughs> he called it something else, and I'm just paraphrasing, but he said even at least one day Christians celebrate Halloween, the Devil's Day. That's sad. Christians celebrating Halloween. And I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole different podcast within itself. Halloween is gone, done with until another year. I pray that next year, if you were doing what you know you're not supposed to be doing, don't repeat history and do it again, especially telling your children it was okay. Don't worry about it. Just go out and get some candy. You know what? Maybe the next time they go out, Maybe they may not come back. 
You don't know who's walking around the street nowadays. You got a lot of creeps out there picking up kids in the street and kidnapping them and just taking them in and put them in the back of a car and taking them before you find out they are missing. So use wisdom. Some people just don't have common sense, I tell you. And a lot of part of this article says this. There is no mistaking the fact that the occult in all its forms should be avoided. We are to be, quote, self-control and alert for your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour or devour. And you see that in 1 Peter 5, 8. Let me stop there. As you can see, the Bible also said that the enemy is looking around for someone so he can destroy. And if he can catch you and you're doing the devil's work, he's going to get that. He's going to pick up on that. He's going to get you. And then you fall into his clutches, so to speak. You understand that the Bible it, it describes him as something that's prowling. You ever see when a devil, when a devil, when a lion is prowling for his prey, what he looks like? He's sneaky. He's just coming up to get you when you least suspect it. Like when the devil does the same thing, he comes up and sneaky. He portrays something to be true when it's a false, it's a lie. As I was talking about it in my other podcast, how people who they practice astrology and witchcraft and Wicca. The black gods, fortune telling, magic, both black, white, witchcraft, but they call themselves witches, black witches, white witches. No, there's no such thing. A witch is a witch. And the Bible says that they would kill them in the Old Testament. Old Testament. Don't allow yourself to be caught up with stuff like that. Ouija boards, real bad. That's really demonic. Tarot cards, those people that hold pictures of uh, saints and pictures and they want to tell you their future which is all a lie spiritualism parapsychology satanism all this junk and people even in the church do stupid things and they go to outside sources because they can't get an answer from god same way when king saul in the old testament did something similar when he couldn't hear from god he couldn't hear from the prophet samuel he went to a witch and said, can you find out for me what my future is? Can you find out from Samuel? Can you conjure him up? And we read the story, I believe it's in either first or second Samuel. The witch tried to probably bring up a spirit, but little did she know that the real deal came out, the real Samuel, because God allowed it. And she was shocked. And Samuel spoke to Saul and said, you're going to die, you and your sons. It wasn't good news. <laughs> Not for him it wasn't. But part of being self-control, as the Bible just states in 1 Peter 5, 8, is practically just being alert and being wise to Satan's schemes, but not to devile in the details of every occult practice and phenomena. That's when people need to draw the line, say, you know what, this is not for me. If you want to go ahead and do that, brother, sister, you go right ahead. I am not going to mingle with something that is not of God. I'm not going to go to, to people who are, call themselves white witches, as they do in the other Spanish religion, they call Santerismo, where they all dress in white, and they put on these beads, and they pray to statues, which are really devils, or demons, and there's no such a thing as a good saint, bad saint, all that stuff that they deal with is all witchcraft. 
I've been around people like that, and it's the most spookiest thing I've ever been. I, there was one guy. He was I didn't know he was involved. It was like one of my best friends years ago, and he was involved in this stuff. I remember one day he took me to a party, and I didn't know where he was taking me. He took me to a witch party, and I was like, oh, my God. And I knew better. My mother taught me all about this stuff when I was younger, and I said, here I go. What am I doing here? Has there ever been that situation when your mother told you not to do something, you go and do it, and then you said, man, I should have listened to mama. Here I am. It's too late. Now I'm here. And this guy was with a bunch of them. And I'm like, what in the world did this guy just bring me into? They were all in that room, and then I remember uh, they had like the Bacardi, and they were spitting it out, and they were just doing, they were speaking in this weird tongue, and it was real strange, and I said, this is not for me. Then then one part, the guy opened up a closet. He was dressed all in white because that's misleading. You think because he's all in white, he's good. He's nothing but a, uh, something from the enemy or then just a, a disciple of the Satan. And he opens up a closet, and he starts yelling in the closet, and in the closet is a bunch of saints and statues, and it's something weird. I felt something like my... Hairs stood up. I said, what in the world is that that just came out of that closet? And you couldn't see anything, but I felt it. I wasn't a Christian back then. I didn't know. I knew about God, but I wasn't who I am today. I just, my mother preached to me and preached to me when I was a child. And I ignored her until I became an adult and something happened to my life until I came into a saving knowledge of the Messiah, Yeshua. And then I got born again. But prior to that, when I was there, I was involved with this guy. He lived below me. And I didn't know that he was trying to destroy my life. And he portrayed to be my friend. And he was nothing but a backstabber. And he tried to really destroy my life. And I kind of caught on to this stuff when I always know that he always brought alcohol to my house. And always wanted to be in a stupor. Always drunk. Always womanizing. Always going places I shouldn't go and always being places I shouldn't be and being around people and being around people that was dealing drugs and doing bad things. And this guy said, this guy, for some reason, is bad news and I need to cut him off. And I remember when I got born again, I cut him off. Man, let me tell you, like a cancer, I cut him off. I said, I'm done with you, bro. Don't knock on my door. Don't come looking for me. I'll be praying for you. Come to Jesus, and that's about it. But don't invite me to none of your parties. Don't give me none of your drugs. Don't give me money. No, get away from me. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Out. Get away. Fuera. In the nombre de Jesus, that they say in Spanish. Out. Get away from me. And he gone. He's gone. And then I remember not too long ago, why am I talking about this guy? I pray for him. I pray he gets saved. He contacted me on social media. I'm like, oh, no, the devil's coming back. I said, no, you're not, devil. You're not coming back into my life. He tried to befriend me on Facebook, on Instagram. He tried to follow me, and I just blocked him. I said, no, you still haven't come to Jesus? No, brother. If you haven't met him through me or somebody else, then you go on your own. You find him. On yourself, you know what's right from wrong. You're a big boy. You know who the Lord is, but you decided to serve the devil. So, like Paul told that man in the Bible, we see he rebukes him. He said, "You're full of all kinds of deceit and trickery, and you will never stop perverting the right way of the Lord." As he says again in Acts 13, he looked straight at him in Lamez and said, "You're a child of the devil, and you got to confront that that spirit. It's not so much the person." But the spirit behind that person, remember, don't attack the person, but the spirit. 
There's a spirit working in the children of disobedience, and that's the enemy. That's the spirit of darkness. And we wonder why these people are, certain people are the way they are. They are the way they are because they operate under that spirit, which is the spirit of this world. So just put up your defenses, put on the full armor of God so you may stand against the wiles of the devil, as the Bible says. And I'm going to read that just right now. It says, part of being self-controlled again and alert is, is being wise to Satan's schemes, but not to devise in the devils of every occult practice and phenomenon. Again, we are to understand the devil's ultimate goal, which is what? The destruction of our souls. And to take offense by putting on the full armor of God. That is just what I just said. And I'm going to read that. Just part 10, 11, and 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness and in high places and so forth and so on. Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Read that and keep reading it until it becomes a part of your soul, your mind, your spirit. And finally, it says, only then can we stand firm and extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. So my friends, as I mentioned before on the first part of this podcast, you got a lot of people who are involved with things they think are not bad. They go into stuff. They get into stuff. They hang around people who practice all these things. And you need to get away from them and stop hanging around these people because they're not good for you. If you're dating a guy, if you're dating a girl, and she's involved with this stuff, you need to get away from her. If you're not going to get her saved, if you're not going to preach her the gospel, and all you want is for one thing and one thing alone, her body, you are going to be destroyed. She is going to deceive you. She is going to do everything that she's being led to do to you, and that is, again, to kill, steal, to destroy because that's the spirit that is operating in her mind and her soul and her spirit or he let me not pick on the women if you're a girl and you're get at this guy and he's involved with stuff and you can't let him go because he's the best thing since sliced bread according to you and you just can't you're mesmerized he has because he has money he has a good job he has a car he has a house and blah 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 but you don't know what this guy is capable of doing you get involved with this guy and before you know it, he's beating you up. He's probably cheating on you already. He's beating you up. And one day, you never know what he can do. He can probably hurt you to a point and put you six feet under. And people, I don't understand why women stay with men like this. Abusive relationships. I think it has to do with low self-esteem and other things. But you guys, you girls, be careful. Because again, the enemies out there, like the Bible just describes them as a lion, prowling, prowling around. Seeking whom he may devour. When you give him a place for the devil, the Bible says not to give him a place. When you operate in the occult, you have opened up a portal for demons to enter into, whether they be in your house, the things you watch on television. I remember watching some stuff, and then the same night I had nightmares. And I know I shouldn't have been watching this stuff on TV with violence and blood. And I don't like gory movies anymore. I was just watching something. I was like, I got into the series on Apple TV. And I was like, I pray that this thing is finished because I can't watch any more of this. I got into it. I, you know, I'm like one of those people that I like to finish what I start. So I started watching this series on Apple TV. And I'm like, okay, I can't watch this no more. I shouldn't be watching this. 
I'm like, but I'm already in, already into it. So let me hurry up and finish this thing because I don't like to leave things undone. But I was like, please, I hope it finishes it. It went off on an episode, the episode, and then the other day it finished. It's like, thank God, this is finished. I can close the book, close the chapter because I don't like to see all this violence and blood and killing and stabbing. And that's how they they did it back in those days. You know, if you want to know what the program was, it was C. It was uh, that was the call of the series. C is a bunch of bunch of blind people. That I can't see, and it's in a weird time. And it, it, the story at the end, it got stupid. I was like, what a waste. A waste of time. You see how the devil takes your time? He steals your time for watching nonsense. So don't watch nonsense. Watch good stuff that's going to edify your spirit, edify, edify your mind, and make you become more like your Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah. Amen and amen. All right, guys, I'm going to play one more song, and then we're going to call this one a, core, a, a rap, or what do you want to call it? Call it quiz. But we're going to play one more song from um, the album Pure Heart from Sarah Liberman. And this is called Oil of Gladness. Check it out. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I have your joy, joy in the morning, joy in the You 
Amen and amen. Sarah Lieberman, a pure heart. The oil of gladness right here on Crafted and Messiah. All right, guys, we're out of time. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, for more information, visit us on the web at www.graftedandmessiah.org. Amen. So that's it for now. We'll see you next week. And I hope you have a great, great weekend. Shalom. <laughs>